Welcome to the Evolving Accountant Podcast. We all know that some accountants can be boring, but definitely not this one. Why talk trial balances and P&L when we can get ripped jeans into the boardroom and hear business insights from people who have really walked the talk? Get ready. Here comes an all-new episode with your host, Darren Wingfield. Good morning, Richard. Welcome to the Shortens Day. For our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? But the main question, why you get out of bed in the morning? Right. Good morning, Darren. Uh, thanks for, for having us uh, on the podcast. Really appreciate it. My name's Richard Rowell and I'm one half of Canvas HQ. I'm a co-founder and a director. What gets me out of bed in the morning, I suppose, well, other than the kids coming in six o'clock to... Uh, <laughs> To, to hit me is I suppose just the another chance to sort of to improve things that I'm doing and get better uh, that's a that's a main theme for me is uh sort of continuous improvement striving foster um to always get better yeah okay cool I think we should probably get the the reason how we actually met out of the way because it's quite yeah. a weird one before obviously all the lockdowns started it was probably the last networking event that i went to we had a bit of a bounce around to this trampoline park uh, with durham business group yeah that's right so um we so we're both members of um the the, the durham business club we obviously like we hadn't we hadn't met uh before, before that meeting and uh it was a it was a strange meeting because um often they're, they're in like a hotel or some sort of corporate facility, but this one was at the Infinite Air Trampoline Centre. Um, so yeah, we went there and we had a, a bounce around. We had our free hot dog and a and a coffee, and then yeah, you approached me and like straight away, like I thought like this, yeah, this sounds really good. Um, really uh, appreciative to, to be asked. So yeah, that's how we met. So a few weeks down the line, the the record button's going and we're rolling. Uh, man yeah. of me word, at least. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Let, let's get into this a bit. So, let's talk about what your career or your journey to date has been like to ultimately get to where you are now. Me personally, um, uh, a media course at the University of Sunderland. I uh, really enjoyed that. Developed a lot of skills there. Uh, and then when I, when I left there, sort of, I took a year out for a bit. I didn't go like traveling or anything like that. So still, I still living at home. Using some of the skills that I picked up at university, I started doing like freelance work, doing bits of video, other sort of like media-related jobs to do with maybe sound or like graphic design. And then at the same time, um, I was sort of like moonlighting, doing a bit of sound engineering in in venues in the in the city centre in Sunderland, where I lived. Uh, yeah, and that sort of went on for about a year, and then after a year, I was sort of starting to feel the the sort of the need to to get something more permanent, proper job. And someone someone gave me an advert for um, uh, a technician role in a school in Durham, Bel- Belmont School in Durham. So I applied for that and got that job in 2006 uh, as an arts technician. Settled job and that sort of gave me a base to sort of concentrate on extra stuff in my own time. So I continued to do the freelance work and sort of built that up like sort of on the nights and weekends. While doing that, started working with Nathan, who's the the other co-founder and director of Canvas um, business partner. 
and we we worked on a lot of stuff together we just started started to realize that we we were both getting frustrated at the same things sort of we joked for like probably years really like oh, we should just like we should start our own, our own business because he was he was working for a, a firm sort of hired him to do video and he was a bit frustrated that he was sort of just doing video and then just taking a wage from it and that was it even if he'd done the whole project there was there was nothing more in it um so we we said yeah let's um we can start our own business and we can give the customers exactly like what we think they need um and that, that was how, how Canvas was born um, very recently in 2020. Perfect. Well, obviously, it's quite a new business, like you said. I want to sort of touch on the elements around being a startup, if that's all right. So yeah. uh, when we spoke last, Canvas launched, like you say, in the last few months. But it was a long journey for you to get to ultimately where Canvas is today. Looking back on that, correct me if I'm wrong, you said it was about a year between like from planning to launch a couple of questions for you i'm thinking in there so what was what was your biggest hurdles during that process we sort of like informally sort of joked for a few years saying yeah we should start our own business great great yeah yeah but i suppose like we're both a bit apprehensive but about a year before we started that's when we got serious and we both sort of said right yeah we're gonna do this are we gonna do this yeah we're gonna do this but we're both sort of like we take our time with things and we're we're sort of we're perfectionists whereas people were saying yeah you just gotta get cracking you just gotta jump in with both feet we were like no we need everything just right so we spent that year like getting the website ready designing sort of our brand our logo getting business cards just putting everything in place we were still doing bits of work so we were we were like informally building up this this customer base so that when we did start trading properly we um we could hit the ground running uh, and yeah and that's that's what happened it got to um like the new year and we both handed our notice in at work worked notice for four four weeks and then start of february started trading and we had a <laughs> we had a good month before just over a month before the the lockdown started yeah so that, that that's that so i usually ask this question near the end but i think it's perfect now and it's around do you have a mentor so what i'm interested in in this scenario is you've had your 12 months worth of planning who did you take your advice from and when you were going through your branding your website etc etc is there that one person or a group of people that whatever they said that that was ultimately what positioned where you are now i suppose uh the easy answer is like there wasn't really anyone definitely no no like singular person um because we're both we're both very sort of self-reliant and um we're the type of people who we don't really uh readily ask for help we very much sort of enjoy learning things and work things out for ourselves so to be honest we just sort of sort of worked on everything in quiet got everything ready and sort of maybe used online resources or maybe asked people odd questions but I, I, you know i genuinely can't think of i mean there's people who've helped us who have given us opportunities but not really mentored us in in terms of like oh you need you need to do this or you need to do that we just sort of we were we were quite single-minded and we just decided no we're going to do this we're going to do that so yeah like um no real mentor someone who I, I would mention is my wife alice um and it, if there's ever an idea i have i'll always sort of i'll always bounce it off her and see what she thinks in the even if 
I know what she's going to say, and I know that she might disagree with what I'm saying. It's still, I still feel like it's important too, because I might be able to gauge more about the idea by how much she disagrees, or I could be unsure about something myself and I'll say it to her, and then she'll react in a, uh, an overly positive way that I didn't expect, and that will then make us feel better. And I'm like, oh, right, yeah, we'll go for that. So it's clearly the fact that I, I, can tr- I can trust what she says, and that's useful. So, yeah, thanks, Alice. So, with obviously, you're opening yourself up there for the I told you so saying. But do, do, is that sort of business decisions around Canvas or will that be, I've got this video that I'm currently producing, here's what I think, to sort of get what an end person's view? Because obviously sometimes when you're so bought into it, you can't see the wood for the trees. But is this sort of like seeing how an outsider would react to a video that you're producing? Oh, like totally, yeah. Like. So firstly, I'd say, yeah, I'd ask her about anything, like something business related or like sort of content related. Like even if I know like she probably hasn't got a clue about it, I'll still, I'll still appreciate what she's got to say. But yeah, I could be sitting all day editing a video and like by the end of the day, it just starts to like look, look different. Like if you haven't got that fresh view on it, so I'll say, oh, I'll just come up with this. And like she'll watch it and straight away she'll spot something and say that you can't have that. But that needs to change so I'd be like oh yeah and like it'd be something that I wasn't really seeing anymore because like I'd watched so much oh, here we go. Then who, who came up with the name canvas you were near uh oh I can't really remember but like <laughs> so that was Nathan then if you can't remember <laughs> <laughs> typically for us we take a small task and like make it into a big thing <laughs> so I think it must have it went on over like a couple of months and we would say if we try and work on something together we don't really get far but if we say right split up have a bit brainstorm and then come back together i think we we said like right think of six names yourself and then we put them together and then whittle them down so i think that's what we did kept coming up with things and then put them together yeah sort of like just started crossing ones off and then we were left for canvas and like that we did go to like sort of close friends and family and we said like what do you think of these and like that's the one that's sort of sort of was most favoured so yeah we went with that do you see sort of like one of you as being the extrovert and one being the introvert because uh, <laughs> obviously when when i approached both of you at the trampoline park and i went come who's going to come and talk there was on the show straight away nathan was like yeah that's right on richard street so it was like <laughs> is that is it a bit that scenario going on well uh, he was like yeah oh you're gonna love this you love this and he was like I don't have to talk, do I? <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, he's not shy or anything, but um, yeah, I just suppose, yeah, it was more more sort of naturally my thing. But um, like, we, we both hold a, a sort of equal equal standing in the company. Uh, we, I mean, on the on the company records, we're both director, but we, we jointly sort of give ourselves titles. Um, so... Nathan is informally the, the creative director and I'm the, the technical director. So what, what we like to say is that he's the he's the ideas person and I'm more of the sort of the equipment and the gear person and um the problem solver. Um that's that's not always strictly true. <laughs> Fair enough. In in your opinion, I want to sort of go on to more about what Canvas does. You obviously a video yeah. production company. In your opinion, what what makes a good or a bad video? I'm trying to think about this, and it's like 
I would like the, the an easy way to answer it would be to say like, oh well, we we look at this other other company's videos and we think they're terrible. So basically, good videos is if you don't do don't do anything the way they would do it. Um, but I think it's important uh, to 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 be positive. Um, and uh, it just sort of takes us back to what our main sort of principle is. Um, that is value. So an easy way to say it would be a good video is where the customer gets as much as possible for as little as possible. Um, so they get they get good quality, they get like a, a good amount of content, they get what they asked for, but they get it at a price that's um, that's reasonable um, and sensible and fair. Um, and that's how we sort of de define value, and that's what drives our um, our content. So we, we might see a video and think that looks good, but it was obviously expensive. So we might think that's not such a great video because there's not a lot of value in it. A good video, other than value, uh, which is one of our sort of core principles, um, I suppose the main thing is if it successfully delivers a lasting message, because most of the people we work for, they, they have a message to deliver. And if, uh, if the video we make sort of accurately and efficiently puts that message across, then it's a good video. And also, like, I suppose, technical things such as, um, I mean, we feel it's important to avoid cliches and that the, the video is sort of technically robust, that it has clear audio, sharp image. Uh, and quite basic things like that. Just a different question now then. Let's say I was a customer. What does that first chat or that first meeting look like? If I'm say, come to you and Nathan going, Rich, Nathan, got this idea for a video. It could be completely out there. Do you sort of what your plan look like? Well, we get business in all different ways. So it's not a, like a really sort of stereotypical way of that happening, but not like no offense to the customer, but the main thing they want to know is how much it's going to cost. We're eager to give them that because that's normally the thing that um, allows you to progress with your, your business relationship. Um, and if uh, if that doesn't come, then like there's, there's maybe something not right. But yeah, um, so they'll say um, they'll say what we want, um, and we'll ask a few questions to try and work out how 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 much of our resources it's going to take in terms of time and and editing things once we know that we give them a price and then if they're happy which normally they hopefully are um we um we will crack on um, um but it's important that we um we get that that first bit right because we feel like relationships with people is important um and that's another key thing about business about being um uh having nice relationships with people and like because that brings the work back um and we like sort of uh customers who return um because that's sort of like they they're your bread and butter they keep you going um and people come back with things they, that they didn't even realize they wanted because they were just happy with what you did for them obviously i appreciate you're still a startup um still year one and year one dealing with the biggest change that we've ever had but in your opinion what sort of your favorite video that you've that you've produced or been involved in so far and and why right yeah so um the, the my favorite video that we've done at the minute i suppose is i would go back and i would say it was the very first video we did um um well specifically the first video we did as canvas um because 
we well a bit of background it was it was last year it was when sort of halfway through our year of setting up and we we said that we said to each other look we're trying to get we're trying to um, get these new customers but the main problem we're having is we've got nothing to show them right we can go to them and say oh we can do this we can do that but um a lot of the time the 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 customer would say well could you show us something uh, so we could say what you what you can do and we didn't really have that much stuff so we said we need to we need to do something like a portfolio piece uh, and at the time we were thinking we were very much thinking down the route of um, we wanted to do we wanted to specialize in video for estate agents like like virtual house tours um which are quite quite popular so we said right well we'll need a we need to we need to do one um so we decided that we we couldn't really use either of our our own houses because they they didn't particularly look like um show houses um so nathan went onto facebook and had a had a bit search about and he came back with this this property called the riverside retreat which is like a um it's like a holiday apartment on the the durham riverside uh in durham city so uh, he got in touch with the the owner of that and said, "Look, um, could we maybe come down and and do a do your a free video? Uh, we'll do a promo for your um, your holiday let." Um, and the guy there, James, he he was he was well on board with it. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, come down, like let us in, uh, give us the keys." He went off shopping or something and just left left us to it. And we did this nice video of his apartment. And then I think we went back uh, a couple of times to get a few extra shots because we wanted this to be really good. Um, uh, yeah, and then we finished it and we sent it to him, and he was, he was, he he loved it, and uh, he put it on his uh, his Facebook and everything, and we we started using that to uh, to get customers. And what I like is we can still go back to it now and look at it and think, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, like we've done better quality stuff since, but we can still go back to that and think. Yeah, that looks really good, and we still use it as well. We still send it to people and say, like, if if that sort of matches what we think that particular customer might want, we'll be like, yeah, show them the Riverside video, um, and it still works. And and also like, um, uh, James, the guy who runs uh, owns the Riverside Retreat, he's still like sending us customers from um, like g- giving us recommendations because of the good service we give them. So it's like. It's this thing that keeps it's just generating work. It's like this magical thing, and it's great how it was the first the first video we did, uh, and especially um, considering we were both still working at the time as well. Um, and the, the the only day you could do it was I think it was like a Friday during the day or something. So um, like Nathan took the day off work, and I think I pulled a sickie, and um, yeah, we just went down and did it. Uh, it felt a bit naughty, but um, it was definitely worth it. Yeah. I was going to say I have actually watched the video when I was trooping through your website, and I yeah. think it's the it has the most amazing fireplace on it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, look, I was like, oh, that would look nice in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What sort of is next for Canvas? Because I I often ask this question around what's coming next for you as an individual or for the company. Obviously, this question is going to be very different for you as a startup against some of like the established business owners that I've talked to. So probably the 
this question is more geared around what's your first year look like as a start of what what do you see your priorities being i suppose the, the question's complicated by like what's happening at the minute um we uh nathan and i sort of communicate like daily we'll go on facetime see if there's anything we can do there's not a lot we we can we can do but um as the weeks sort of well as the days turned into weeks and weeks turned into months we pretty much both realized that when this is over and we start working properly again is that we we're basically starting again because like i said we only really traded for a month um but i suppose the the advantage is like we we've got those customers there still and um we we've tried to stay in touch with as many as we can um so that when when we come out of this we can get straight back on it and hopefully if there's this sort of surge in um uh, in business hopefully when when people um start doing leisure activities again start promoting stuff more um there'll, there'll be a lot of work um so basically the 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 focus is to establish our existing customers again consolidate what we're doing um and just sort of like yeah try and make a year of that perfect so what what sort of do you wish you had known versus when you started out and obviously we can't throw in that in month two how to get put on lockdown due to coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) so it's sort of like probably this question's looking back probably let's go back to a year ago as well so in the last 18 months if there was anything would you change anything from that day when you and Nathan went yeah let's do this yeah so well starting up I, like I suppose it was quite straightforward um <clears throat> but it was it was straightforward once we knew what to do so, so I suppose if we had to do it again it would be it would be a piece of cake um and uh if if i if i talk to another like potential startup it, we could just say well you need to do this this and this and then just get on with it um uh so yeah i, I suppose the main the main thing is like not worry about that there's people can tell you those things just focus on taking that taking that uh, leap making the plunge um because that's what matters. Um, focus on focus on the people and focus on your customers. Um, and like, yeah, the rest will be all right. Like things things just work out. Um, yeah, that's what I would have to say. Yeah. I fully fully appreciate what you're saying as well. Obviously, very different circumstances from any other start of those businesses that's been going a lot longer, having difficult times as well, and the situation versus. And like you say, you're you're trying to get your foot in the door to a lot. Yeah. Um, do you sort of have any recommended reading videos or podcasts or anything that sort of you like to listen to for your business mind? Right. Uh, I don't. I don't really listen to that many podcasts, especially not about business. I think most of the ones I listen to are about football. Um, but yeah, I'm not really listening to much of them at the minute. Um, uh, 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 I think it, well, sorry, I need to put in now. I need to know what what's your team. Okay, uh, I'm feeling it's not going to be the answer that I want to hear. Based on where you're living, 
Yeah, it's the red and white team. That, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, sorry, was there any... I, I had to put in there based on as soon as I heard the word football, but let's go back. Was there any other reading or, uh, like, sort of videos that you watch? Um, um, in ter- I suppose in terms of business, um, the the book, I, I like sort of... Um, there's, there's two there's two authors who I've, I've read uh, most of their books, and it's Robert Greene, who wrote The 48 Laws of Power, um, and um, Mark Manson, who writes these sort of, like, like if you went to the shop, you'd find them in the, like, the self-help section, I suppose. Um, but they're not, like, that trashy. They're, they're quite, like, they're, they talk a lot of sense, and the basic, like, the theme of a lot of the, the, the writing is that, like, you just got to get on with stuff and like sort of stop messing about and trust trust yourself. Um, uh, so yeah, they're, they're my two uh, recommended reads: Robert Greene and Mark Manson. Perfect. So, final question is: if anyone wants to obviously drop by and say hi to either Rich, uh, yourself, sorry, or Nathan, um, where do where do people find you? What's the social platforms to to best touch base? Um, well, we try and drive most people to our website because um, people just don't <laughs> don't really use websites that much now. Now we've got social media, but that's our that's our main hub um, where we we have our portfolio and contact details. Um, but we're also quite active on Facebook and Instagram, uh, so you can connect with us uh, in any way, really. Um, so yeah, so canvashq.co.uk uh, or just search for that on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. I expected nothing else from video guys being all over Instagram, mind. I'll have to be honest on that one. Uh, well, we, at first we were like, right, mate, get on social media, like get all over the place. And we had like, uh, I think we've got LinkedIn as well, actually. But um, I'm still getting the grips of that. But um, we had a Twitter as well. And it was just, we found that like we were like, oh, let's do a post, um, and then we were like, well, we can't just put the same post on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter because it's just sort of it seems a bit lazy. Um, so in the end, we decided to to probably get rid of Twitter because it's sort of I mean, I use a lot use it a lot, but more for like news and sports sort sort of stuff. Whereas like if you go on Instagram, it's a lot more creative. So we we chose that one or Instagram or Twitter, and then decided to sort of try and bury stuff a bit so Facebook is more uh like more sort of straight up uh and then Instagram we put more like quirky stuff on um yeah so make sure that you give give the guys a follow so that uh, we want to see these creative juices go yes please yeah. <laughs> so just want to say Richard thank you for your time this morning it's been great to talk to you um, and take care during lockdown and uh, we'll meet again on a trampoline soon <laughs> yeah look forward to it thank you thanks for listening to the evolving accountant you can find out more and get show notes for this and all our other episodes at theevolvingaccountant.co.uk